Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, class. Today's subject is missing a thriller in the screen life format let's talk about it happy friday from the cloudy city of new orleans so i saw the movie missing last night at my local amc theater and as i normally do right after i see a movie i go in my car and i do a tiktok giving my initial thoughts now my tiktoks are a little more organized i think but this was a little bit different i was so scatterbrained because I really didn't know how to make sense or describe what it was I had just experienced. The closest thing I can think of to compare it to would be the first time I saw Toy Story. Now, I am a late 80s baby. I was eight years old in 95 when Toy Story came out. And just to give a little more context, so I'm, I'm an 80s baby, 90s kid. So I grew up in the Disney Renaissance, that resurgence of Disney films that started with um, The Little Mermaid and lasted for the next 10 years where Disney finally got its flow back and figured out who they were and started popping out banger after banger after banger after banger, starting with The Little Mermaid. Um, There's actually a whole documentary on it called Waking Sleeping Beauty. It's on Disney+. Plus. If you've never watched it, I highly, highly recommend great documentary. Anyways, back on topic, missing what was I talking about? Toy Story. So the first time I ta- saw Toy Story. So keep in mind, this is mid-90s. Uh, Lion King had come out the year before. Uh, Disney was kind of dipping its toes in digital animation with a movie called The Rescuers Down Under that I think came out in kind of the early 90s. And then we get Toy Story, November 1995. And I remember just being in complete awe of Toy Story. Just my jaw was dropped just how different and how real the animation looked. I, we, it was brand new. You know, you have young kids today. They're so used to, you know, Pixar popping out a movie every year. We'd never seen anything like it. We were used to hand-drawn animation. You know, that was our normal up until that point. And now we get this new digital animation where their faces look so much like ours and they move like us and it was just it was something else 
that's kind of how I was feeling watching this. Now, I'd seen this format before. Don't get me wrong. Uh, There's a horror movie that came out several years ago called Unfriended. But that movie took place almost entirely in a video chat between like four or five friends. And then this mysterious guest, excuse me, this mysterious guest who's kind of killing them through the screen. If you've never seen it, 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 I think it's on HBO Max. But yeah, funny, not funny, but like fun ride of a film. I enjoyed it very much. But this was more extensive than that. So I'm sitting at my desk right now and I'm looking at my sad as I don't know what 2017 MacBook Air. It's sad because the battery doesn't hold a charge. So it's, it's, it only stays on as long as it's plugged in. But that's a gripe for another day. Um, And so I'm staring at my laptop right now. And right now I have on my screen my podcasting service that I use to record my podcast. And I use something called Alitude. Now I'm going to pull up notes right now and then I can pull up music and then I'll have all these different windows popping up on my screen all at once. And that is kind of what we see in Missing. The entire movie, I'd say 99% of it, is told through the lens of this girl's computer screen. So this movie is about a young girl named June, and she's 18 years old, typical relationship with her mom. She kind of doesn't want to be bothered with her. She's annoyed with her, but her mom's like trying to reach out to her and be her friend and love her. But her mom is going on a trip with her boyfriend to Columbia, the country, and It happens to be Father's Day weekend that she's going. And it's very touchy for her because when she was little, her father passed. So she was, I guess, hoping her mom would be around for that day because it's a rough day for her. But her mom is going out of town with her boyfriend and she's going to have the house to herself. So typical teen, she wants to, you know, throw down, live it up, have a good time, party. And then the day comes when she has to pick up her mom for the airport and she's like, oh crap. So she goes to the airport, picks up her mom and she sets up her video, her phone to record a video of, you know, her greeting her mom and her mom's boyfriend, but mom's a no show. Mom's not there. And so she's standing there for a long time waiting for her mom to come watch. And we're watching kind of time pass as people come and go. And she goes back home and she tries to call her mom. No answer. She's trying to call her mom's friend. No luck there. She calls the hotel where her mom and her boyfriend were staying in Columbia. And they say, oh, yeah, they left all their stuff. So now her mom's missing. And that's where we go from there. But this entire movie is told through the lens of her computer screen. And I don't know how to make it make sense. It's crazy kind of doing this. I wish I could do video podcasts. I don't have the equipment for that right now. So everything's audio. Also, I don't like the way I look on screen. (laughs) That's kind of funny from someone who does visual social media, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Everything is through her computer screen. So it's not just that, you know, she always has her camera on and she always has FaceTime up because she communicates with, she's, you know, Gen Z. She communicates with her friends via FaceTime. So she always has that screen up ready to receive a call. She always has her iMessage up um, and her browser. So we are watching her search for things in her browser. We're watching her hack into her mom's boyfriend's Gmail account. We're watching her, you know, find all these clues. We're watching her go and hire someone in Colombia to, you know, kind of track down a trail, so to speak. We're watching all of this through her computer screen. And it's so thorough and so extensive that it's relatable. You know, it's not outrageous. It's not 
completely out there. There are moments where it's like, okay, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to buy this, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. Okay. Now we're making sense. Now we're making sense. But for the most part, it's just very relatable because we all sit at our, sit at our computer screens like that. We're all scatterbrained to some extent. At this point, I'm pretty sure we all have some kind of form of ADHD where we have to have multiple things on at once. We can't focus on one singular thing or we lose our minds because that's why she has her internet browser, her messages, her FaceTime, you know, her files up so she can watch old videos of her dad, you know, all of these things happening at once. And it's all through the lens of her computer screen. So we get this selfie image of everyone. So when she's contacting this guy in Colombia, she is seeing him. She's contacting him through her, her computer, through the WhatsApp app. And so we get visual of him driving through Colombia. When she is talking to the FBI agent, she's calling him through her computer and if she calls someone on her phone, we're seeing her do it through her computer because she has her FaceTime up. And if you're familiar with MacBook, if you have your FaceTime up, um, that camera is always on. And it's, you know, that's the movie. And it sounds crazy. It sounds weird. I think a lot of people may have been going into this. I did, for one, thinking, OK, is this like found footage, you know, a la Paranormal Activity, uh, Blair Witch Project? No, that's what I thought. That was my initial question going in. So I'm sure a lot of people were probably asking that. Is this found footage? No. And I'm probably explaining this terrible because like I said, I learned about this yesterday. I'd never heard of the word and what this is called. This is called screen life. Now we'll talk about all of that in a minute, what that looks like, what it is, and where does where does this go? Where what what's next for this genre? Because this genre only grows as technology grows. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. The movie itself, how is it? Is it any good? It's excellent. It's excellent. Now, it has moments where it drags a little bit, where it, it seems like it might be running a little too long. There's just too much. But it moves very well. It's constantly throwing information at you, but not in the way. What's a, a more recent movie I saw? Um, I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston film, where I felt like they were just constantly chucking information at you, but there was nothing linear about it. But it wasn't so much that this movie, Missing, was chucking information at you, but it was giving you clues. And it was giving you just enough of a clue that you could hold on to it. It wasn't too much. It was just enough. So we were given just enough of a look of her dad to remember his face. We were given just enough of information that, you know, she had with the receptionist at the hotel in Columbia to remember that she's her mom was complaining about spilling wine. And then we find out how she met Kevin the boyfriend and how they were having conversations and her mom mentions, yeah, I don't drink. And then she's like, wait, hold up. Let me go back here. And you see where she reads a note that she left that her mom spilled wine. And then you remember, holy crap, her mom doesn't drink. And then she goes back to a picture. And so it's these little things that you're given to help move the story along and keep you engaged, keep you on the edge of your seat. It's just, it's a good, solid thriller they don't make them like that no more where you're really kind of engaged and pulled into the story you're a participant I, I haven't had a good I haven't had an experience like that in a minute where I felt like I was a participant in the movie where I was following the clues playing along um the ring was kind of like that where we're a participant we're following along we only know as much as she does that's what this is. This We're not some, you know, third person, omniscient, observant. We are right there in it with her. And 
everything new she finds out, we find out. So when she's shocked, we we're shocked. When she's sad, we're sad. When she's scared, we're scared. And I love that. And she's a great young lady to lead this. I've never heard of her heard of her before. Her name is Storm Reed. Um, so did I even t- say anything about this movie? So, anyways, this is missing. Y'all, Missing. It's directed by Will Merrick, Nicholas D. Johnson. It stars Storm Reed, who is our lead. Nia Long, whom I feel like I haven't seen in forever. Joaquin de, de Almeida, Ken Long, Amy Landecker, Daniel Henney. And Storm Reed is our lead. She plays June Allen, who is searching for her mom. And all she has is the internet because she's stuck in Los Angeles. And her mom apparently is somewhere lost in Columbia. So just looking at her resume, she was in The Invisible Man in 2020. Did I see that? Yes, I did. That was good. Don't remember her in it, though. But yeah, that was good. She was also in The Suicide Squad that I, I think might become came out in 2021. So not the one with Jared Leto. So the one that came out last year. She was in a movie called Slight. I'm trying to see, is there anything else? She was A Wrinkle in Time. I believe that movie is on Disney+. Plus. So if you're familiar with that movie, A Wrinkle in Time, same girl. But I think she has an opportunity. I'm just hoping she's surrounded by the right people, as in like the right agent, the right agents, PR, because... What a challenge this must have been because this isn't like your typical acting role. She had to, in in a sense, be who she is every single day. Just a normal person sitting in front of her TV screen, not TV, but computer screen, interacting like she would normally, you would act. Like that challenge, I think she's incredible. I think she was an incredible person for this role. Great lead. Um... You want to talk about diversity in film. You don't get a lot of thrillers with black leads. So to see this kind of expansion, this is the kind of diversity I want to see. I'm not interested in seeing black people played with, you know, kid gloves I felt like this was very normal, very natural. She was very human. And this is the kind of diversity I want to see on screen where we're no different than anybody else. Our problems are no different than anyone else's. Our kids are no different than anyone else. So very well done on their part for that. But I don't really think it even matters all that much. She's just a great lead. She's a great young actress. I feel like she has an amazing future ahead of her. She plays her cards right. I mean, she can only go up from here. Nia Long. I literally have not seen Nia Long in forever. I can't remember the last movie I actually saw her in, but it's crazy. She's one of those actresses that I kind of just grew up with. I don't know how else to make it make sense. She has been around for a very long time, for most of my life. So I, I see her everywhere. She's in everything uh, Friday, Love Jones, Soul Food, uh, Stigmata, Big Mama's House, 
Alfie, are we there yet? So she has a very extensive resume, but she is often overlooked as a lead actress. I think it's definitely in her, but she is such a strong supporting actress. Some people are just good at that. Brad Pitt to me is one of those. He is a great lead, but some of his strongest performances are supporting roles. I will stand by that. That's a hill I will die on. But I think it was good to see her play. I mean, this is still supporting, yet the movie is kind of centered on her. She is sympathetic enough that we care about her. Does that make sense? So it's good to see her face again. It's been a while. Um, I love her as an actress. Like I said, she's been around for most of my life, my childhood, adolescence, adulthood. So seeing her a career still unfold, still flourish, it's beautiful for me to see. But yeah, I mean, it basically Storm Reed is the movie. She is. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Movie, she's the centerpiece. The film is told from her computer screen all of the emotions that we are getting we're receiving from her we are following her so in order for this movie to even work she has to be solid I think I said this about the movie Watcher that came out last spring the in order for you to have a good thriller you really need to have a solid lead because everything that we're feeling is going to come from them and so your lead needs to be solid And Micah Monroe, who was the lead in Watcher, was solid. She was amazing. She did such an incredible job. Storm Reid did an incredible job. Um, Damn, girl. Damn, girl, you did the damn thing. She did it. What a feat. 
What, what pressure, what weight she, in order for, how do I make this make sense? In order for this film to work, she has to be strong enough to carry it. And she did. And I'm impressed. Whenever I see an actor or an actress carry a film, knowing that the entire weight, whether it's good or bad, rests on them and they do it, I'm always impressed. Kate Blanchett did that with Tar. Uh, Micah Monroe did that with Watcher. Like, uh, who else? Alexander Skarsgård did that with The Northman. In order for this movie to work and make sense and for it to really flourish and be beautiful, the lead has to be solid. Everything hinges on her performance. Everyone else can fail. Everyone else can be mediocre. Everyone else can do a half-ass job, but she has to excel. She has to go above and beyond. And she did it. You did it. Damn, girl, you did it. I'm so proud of you, and I don't even know you. So last night, while I was TikToking, trying to make sense of what I had just experienced with this movie, I was getting so frustrated because I'm like, there has to be a word for this. What is the word that like, I'm, I'm like in between doing, you know, little clips for TikTok, I'm looking it up on the internet, trying to find something. I've, at one point I was on Rotten Tomatoes, kind of looking through the critics, you know, like someone has to mention this. And then someone said screenshot style. I'm like, okay, is that it? Is that what we're calling this? I don't know. And so I, find out this movie is a sequel to a movie called Searching. So I search for Searching, go to Wikipedia. I'm like, yeah, why didn't I think of Wikipedia? And first sentence mentions that this is part of the screen life subgenre. And I'm like, what? Screen life. Is that what this is called? That's what this is called. So I learned a whole new word last night and I'm going to teach it to y'all. Screen life. So the way this thing is formatted, the fact that we're seeing everything through a computer screen, that is type of storytelling is called screen life. Now, Wikipedia says screen life or computer screen film is a genre of visual storytelling where all the events are shown on a computer, tablet, or smartphone. It became popular in the 2010s with the growing impact of the internet. So the first movies to kind of do this, do this actually started in the early 2000s, um, but really picked up steam in the 2010s. And then you had in 2014, the movie Unfriended, which really kind of, you know, piqued people's interest. So this is a relatively young subgenre, which is, is fun. It's fun to see new things in the film industry birth like this in real time. Um, instead of just kind of learning about how things kind of came about in history and wondering what that must have been like for people to experience something new. Uh, yeah, it sounded like a complete nerd, but anyways. But yeah, so Continuing with that, screen life video displays only a desktop of a computer or smartphone and actions of the main character on this device, viewing files, surfing the internet, Zoom or Skype calls, texting and messengers. Screen life movies are often mo- are most often made using screen recording software and simulating the footage of webcams or phone cameras. That's what it reminded me of. Like whenever I'm on TikTok and I see a video of someone showing off a screen recording and if I'm doing a tutorial for someone and I will actually do a screen recording of me kind of flipping through apps to show them this is how I did what I did. And that's what this reminded me of. And I'm like, this is so interesting how much things change in the short amount of time because 
It's not that we can't do things like we used to do. I mean, the art of storytelling, the basic format, it's, you know, survived past the test of time. You know, it's it's timeless. We've been telling stories a certain way for damn near a millennia. And that's how we're telling stories today in film. But the visual aspect of it all sometimes has to change with the time or or in, in some ways we have to, you know, add new variety you know, to mix it up with the old that we still love. And I feel like that's what this is. So, you know, when we had the found footage genre come out, because that's what initially I thought this might be, is this found footage? Because that was the context for which I had. Um, Because I was in middle school. I want to say maybe seventh grade when Blair Witch Project came out. And that was the first time I remember seeing found footage the entire movie where we're supposed to believe this was footage that was found and we were seeing a real life event and stuff like that really hits with people every so often we get movies that come out and it's found footage paranormal activity god how many paranormal activity movies are there i mean the first one who uh another movie called gallows which really enjoyable but the the whole point of these found footage movies, it's always these lesser known actors, these people whom we don't really know. And they always strive to try to use their real first names to kind of give the illusion that these were real people. And this really happened to them. It's that hint that that slice of realism where this, although it's a little far fetched, it could absolutely make sense because we all know what it's like to hold a camera and see things that we can't explain. We all know what it's like to have cameras inside our home and capture things and then watch it back later. Like, what was that? That flicker of the light. We all know what that's like. And even here, we all know what it's like to sit at our desk and flip through screens and apps and what it's like to have a conversation with someone on Messenger and also have a conversation with someone on FaceTime while we're taking notes on the Note app, what it's like to surf through the internet, you know, going through these things that we all recognize, like Google and Gmail. It's very real. This isn't some, you know, completely out there, far-fetched concept. Everything that we're seeing on her screen, we see every single day. So it makes it that much easier to connect. So where does this genre go? Because it can only go as far as technology goes. So as, and that's kind of the, the, the sad part at the same time. It, it's, it's two sad parts because this, this genre is only, is limited by where technology is and it has to keep up with the technology at the same time. So what they did in this movie, I thought was so beautiful and so brilliant and clever. It was just so thorough and well done, but how many more opportunities will they have to do something like this? Because Technology is constantly changing. You know, in a couple of years, what they did with this film, the the way she's moving about her computer will seem archaic. And that's sad that we we really have a limited time with something so innovative. And but that's the film industry, though. This is an industry that's only a little over 100 years old. If you you know, use birth of a nation to kind of mark where everything started. That's where I do in my head. Everything starts with birth, birth of a nation and then exploded after that. Um, if you, if you start there, I mean, things didn't last long. We had birth of a nation in 1915 and then what, 12 years later, we get the jazz singer. And all of a sudden we go from silent films to sound in sync. <laughs> 
they only had 12 years of the silent era. They only had 12 years of being able to mass produce films. They only had 12 years of being able to produce and film multiple films on one lot. And now all of a sudden, everybody needs their own space and everything needs to be soundproofed. And you can't just use actors who know what to do with their face. You need to have actors who sound good. You need actors that know how to emote. You need actors who actually, who can actually act. They only had 12 years where people had all this opportunity. And all of a sudden you've got this new opportunity with sound, but that means less opportunity for some people. And now all of a sudden, and you only had a few years of black and white before you had everything in color. Hell, that didn't even last long. What Gone with the Wind, if, if I'm not mistaken, is in color. You know, uh, The Wizard of Oz, that split where it starts black and white and then it goes into color. Beautiful. I mean, it seems like such a simple little cute thing now, but imagine what it was like in the late 1930s to see something like that. Before that, everything you saw was in black and white. And now all of a sudden there's color. There's color. And that means that what you put on that set matters. Uh, what's the movie? What's the television show? Uh, the Adams Family. So if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is true. But that television show is in black and white. However, a lot of that set is actually in pink. A lot of the set is actually very pretty bright colors. Why? Because different colors produce different shades in black and white. And to get the best effect they wanted for black and white, even with lighting, the set needed to be bright. Isn't that crazy? So being able to do something outrageous for, like that only lasted for a little while before you had to actually pay attention to what colors were on your set, what colors your people were wearing, the way you did their makeup. You had to switch the way you did lighting. And we're not even into the 1960s yet. And, and keep in mind, we're talking 1950 years where we went from silent black and white to full color sound and sync. Everything changes so fast. How long do we have with this innovative new feature called Screen Life, where we're seeing everything on a screen in that way? What's going to happen? We don't know. What's going to happen next? When I started college, there were no smartphones. I had a crappy little Sprint phone. And then I got a flip phone and I thought it was so cool. And then after that, I got a phone with a keyboard and I thought it was so cool. And then right after that, I got a Blackberry. So when did I get the Blackberry? That would have been, golly, maybe 2008. And I had the Blackberry for forever until I finally got an iPhone 4 in like 2012. So I've only been rocking with iPhone for, for what, 11 years? That's insane. The way, how, how quickly time changes. I mean, think about it for a hot second. The cell phone isn't even 40 years old. And how many times has over, how many times over has the cell phone changed? That's the point I'm trying to make here is that things happen so quickly with technology. Everything changes you, and you have to keep up. You can enjoy this new thing for a little while, but you better make the most of it because in two years, three years, four years, hell, next year, you're going to have to switch it up. You're going to have to do something different. And that thing that was so beautiful and so new is no longer new anymore. And you have to keep up with the times or you have to get out of the race. But that's the industry. That's Hollywood. So that's my question is, how long is this going to last? 
how much longer are we going to have where they can do stuff like this? And are they going to be able to do it repetitively in film? Because, at, you know, you can only see so much of something like this and then and get tired. We don't get found footage a lot. I mean, every couple of years we get a paranormal activity and we eat it up. So the window is very limited and it's sad, but it's so cool, which means you got to get creative and you got to get creative quickly. Thank you for listening to me rant and rave and be in general awe of missing. If you see it this weekend, let me know your thoughts, how you felt, what other movies you have seen that are screen life, how this compares. I want to hear from you. Let me know either on YouTube or on my Instagram. All that information is in the description on whatever platform you're using. Yeah. So what's coming up? I owe y'all a review for the plane. It has been a crackhead of a week. I haven't really had time to really sit still and record it. The uh, Velma podcast that I did, I did that on a whim. I actually wasn't planning on anything midweek other than the plane. But after watching the first two episodes, I needed to talk. So yeah, that was done on a whim. I still owe y'all a review for the plane. So hopefully we can get to that next week. Uh, Oscar nominations are next Tuesday, the 24th, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that. Absolutely. The next movie that I'm going to be watching will be, I think it's called Infinity Pool. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Alexander Skarsgård's in it and I'm in love with him. And that's all that matters. It can be good. It can be bad. As long as I get to see his face. That's all that's relevant. But I am going to give you an honest, full, thorough review of that film. And you'll get that next Friday at noon. And I can't wait to talk about it. Because when I say I love this man, I love this man. Okay, yeah, I'm going to geek out about it. And you're just going to have to deal with it. But I can't wait. So, yes, Oscar nominations next week. Infinity, whatever the hell it's called, with Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård. I will see you next week at noon. Have an amazing weekend. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.